Welcome. This is Karen Motokaitis, and you're listening to How She Really Does It, the place where inspiration and possibility meet. Before I started this show, back in the early 2000s, I naively thought successful people were the chosen ones, and we all had something we needed to learn to find out their secrets, right? So that we could try to live the life that they had. Since then, I've come to learn that we all have heartaches, shit shows, and in some areas of our lives, a belief that we aren't worthy yet. And if we just do, go ahead and fill in the blank for what your rule is, then we will become worthy. So here's the thing. I get the privilege of getting true access to behind the scenes of what's really going on in my clients' lives, as well as what they really think. And you all, we're really, truly in this together. I'm going to also insert that we all have our different layers of privilege. We have different obstacles and opportunities. The fact that I was a woman born in 1972 in the United States has given me access to education and to rights and to being able to have my own bank account and loans because of those who came before me and because of the country I live in. And recently some of that stuff has changed. But again, compared to the rest of the world, I have tremendous privilege compared to people in our country, I have tremendous privilege. So one is understanding where you come from, what you have access to, and what you may not have access to. But what I invite you to do is let go of a story of there are successful people and there are not. It's not just binary. It's really a continuum. And I've talked about it a lot on the show. I wanted the show to be about the windows of possibility. If this is possible for others, what is possible for you? And really going behind the green curtain to access this information. Years ago, and I think it was Martha Beck who first taught me this. She's like, Corinne, I have been to Helen back. Right on the paper, she looked like this uber successful. She went to Harvard, has all three of her degrees, undergraduate, master's, and PhD from Harvard. You know, in my country, that can be the epitome of academic success. I think it was USA Today, you know, back in the mid to early 2000s, it was she was, you know, America's life coach, right? She had all of these recognitions. And she had said, when I learned from her, and I remember it being a light bulb moment, is what she said to me was, Corinne, I have been to hell and back. And that's where the, her opportunity to be able to help others was this overcoming the struggles that she went through so she can come on the other side. So what I know is, is that while people may not look like they have struggles, they do. And I talk about here on this show, I talk about topics to shine a light on what we may not see, or to acknowledge the struggles that you may think you're the only one, but it's constantly coming up. It's something that I'm talking about with my clients. It's something that I'm talking about on the pool deck with the Aqua Monsters people. These are 
constant conversations that are happening. And so I'm inviting you into these conversations where you and I get to be together. And it's really important to shine a light on these topics because one is we may not see them. They're invisible, right? They're not something that we can touch, that we can move, or we may not allow ourselves to see them, or we may disregard them because we can't believe that it can be really true. Here's a specific situation. A few years ago, I read Melinda Gates' book, and I can't remember the name of the title, but she had talked about, she had cited the World Economic Forum, and the forum stated that it was going to take women over 200 years to get equal rights. And that blew my mind because I didn't think we were that far behind. <laughs> now, I realized because I wanted to believe that we were so equal and I real I've been realizing over the last five or 10 years, how unequal we are as men and women. And then in, in light of recent changes, how even further back that we've come. Right. So sometimes we don't allow ourselves to see because we want to believe we want to have those stealth expectations, right? We want to believe in something better and we may not see what's right in front of us. So these are the things that I talk about. Now, here's the thing. I was reading an article and they were talking about somebody and it was, there was a title about a guru in a newspaper and how this person had, and actually this person had been on my show before, but had this like so-called look like perfect life, right? Was wealthy, privileged, highly educated, you know, an influencer, all of that. And it was, the quote was something like, you know, is this who you want to seek to overcome your problems from? She seems to have it all. Again, never judge a book by its cover. We don't really know what goes on behind closed doors. It takes a lot of courage and a lot of vulnerability to share our stories and to talk about them. That's what my clients have me for, right? That's why you may have a coach or a therapist to, to work on that. Maybe you have a best friend who you can really show all of yourself and even the thoughts. Sometimes my clients will refer them as like ugly thinking. These are the things that are going on. And if we can take them out of our head and look at them, and then we can have choice in our life and choose, do we want to hold on to it or do we not want to hold on to it? So when I share stories here with you, they're either series that I can share where it's not going to violate any confidentiality, or I'll share some of my own stories because one of the things is that life is a classroom and we learn so much by the stories versus just the facts of the research and how do we integrate it? What does it look like? What are some examples? Not that you want to then take it, you know, live your life my way or the way that I'm talking about, but where you can take some nuggets of insight and it can help you see things clearly. Maybe you take a nugget and you apply it in your own life in your way. And that's what the show is about. So as I say this, I want to say that, and I'm back to, and about a year ago, I couldn't say this, but maybe 10 years ago, I came up with this saying, because, you know, I'd see people and especially in the depth of summer, the summer days are really long and they're pretty grueling with aqua monsters and with summer swimming. And, you know, and my, as my kids were growing up and they had their own meets and, and running a large organization, in addition to doing my job and my building my company, my own personal company, you know, people say, how are you? And how often do you say, oh, I'm good. And you're really not good. Like you're a shit show. You're upset. You're mad, but you say I'm good. Cause it just, that's just socially acceptable, right? 
And I was really struggling with this at that time. I'm like, I, I don't want to say I'm good as I'm like carrying like three boxes of stuff and I'm, you know, moving crap around and dealing with shit shows here and there. And I thought about it because I didn't want to just say something, just to answer that wasn't truthful, that went up against my own authenticity and my own integrity. And so I thought about it. I was like, well, everything I'm doing is something that I choose. (laughs) You know, I wish it couldn't be maybe as long of days or stuff, but I really get a lot of fulfillment from this. So this is what I choose. And there are amazing parts of my life. And there are literally shit shows. So years ago, probably about 10 years ago, I came up with the saying, I live an amazing life and there are shit shows everywhere. And that's the truth. That's the paradox of my life. And about a year ago, maybe 14 months ago, I couldn't say that. I was going through some stuff where I felt like my life was on fire in many different arenas. And I couldn't say, I live an amazing life in their shit shows. I just kept looking around going, oh, there's a lot of fires. Things are burning down. And my goal is not to get burned down with it. Right. And now I can say 14 months later, that I live an amazing life and there's shit shows everywhere. And I do feel like the fires have been all tampered out, hopefully, and we're starting on having new regrowth, right? So that's how I came about the live amazing life and there's shit shows everywhere. And even this week, (laughs) I live an amazing life. And sometimes an amazing life is what I did on the 4th of July. I was able to have space to go and run some errands where I didn't have to be anywhere at any time of the day, right? That is an amazing life. And I was able to run errands and be off the clock. Nobody needed me. I didn't need to talk to anybody. I didn't have to prepare for anything. And then I was able, I have new backyard furniture and I was able to put oil on it. That was awesome. That's an amazing, that was an amazing day. If you had asked me before, I wouldn't have known that would be an amazing day. But in this world where there's so much overwhelm and things feel so out of control, that was something that I could really control. And I had a lot of delight. It's been so lovely to be out in my backyard. And, you know, one night I worked out there this morning, I had breakfast out there. I've been really enjoying it. That's what I'm talking about an amazing life. Sometimes we think the amazing life has to be this really fancy and expensive trip, you know, where you have to go to this beach or you have to do a dream trip or a once in a lifetime trip, but look around where there's some amazing things in your life. And my friend, there have been shit shows this week and sometimes not even just shit shows. Last night I was in a conversation where they were sharing with me the harsh realities of their life in the last year. It was heavy. And I had the privilege of hearing their story. And when I came home on my way home last night, I reminded myself something I learned from Brene Brown. Everybody's got a story that would break your heart, right? Everybody's got a story. You have a story. I have a story. This person I spoke with last night has a story. So those are things I invite you to consider because as we go through life and it's so easy to, to look at somebody else on the surface and make assumptions about how amazing their life is and not know what goes on behind the green curtain. So as I share this stuff with you, it's not to indulge or build a campfire and sit by the, you know, by the campfire, 
right? It's about owning our stories and loving ourselves and getting clarity that there's not something wrong with us. We're not bad people or broken. We just too have our own struggles. And then how are we going to get through this? So I know that my life is amazing and there are shit shows or really hard stuff for either for me or for those I know or connected with, or I am responsible for. And here's the thing. When you lead an organization, if you're leading a company, if you're leading a team of employees, if you're a teacher in a classroom, right? Our, our doctors and our nurses know this from the last couple of years and even more. There will be circumstances when you are connected with other people, there will be circumstances where you will come home with a heavy heart and you will remember that everyone has a story that will break your heart. You may not know their stories. You may not have earned the right to hear their stories, but everyone has a story that will break your heart. And like you, I'm walking through this precious experience we call life without a manual or without it to being perfectly quaffed, right? There's no perfectly quaffed in my life. I'm pretty darn real and authentic and figuring it out each step of the way. And I like to be productive and efficient. And sometimes you get frustrated because as you're figuring stuff out, it's not productive, it's not efficient, it's messy, and it's not a clear path until you get to that destination and you look back and go, oh, here was the damn shortcut. Here was the way if I just realized this, I would have been able to do it this way. We cannot do that to ourselves, people. We cannot, right? We did not know when we were first setting out on whatever that arena was, whatever that journey was. And so, yes, we can look back and think of we could have done it differently. But the way that we did it was the way that we needed to do it from this moment forward. What can be your key learnings moving forward? So my invitation for you all is realizing that we're all living paradoxes, right? We have great things that happen in our lives and we have crappy things. And it's not a this or that. It's a this and that and everything in between. Life is truly a continuum. It's truly a continuum. Like, you know, when I talked about privilege in the beginning of the show, privilege can be weaponized in who has privilege and who doesn't. And there's a continuum of privilege, right? There's certain privileges that I have and there's certain privileges I do not have, right? It's all a continuum. So my invitation for you is to remember that we all have the ability to learn. We have the ability to grow. What you see on the outside may not be what's going on on the inside. So instead of focusing externally on what others do or don't do or what you think their story is, my invitation for you is to unpack why are you getting triggered by these other people, by this circumstance? What is it you're making it mean about yourself? What is your key learning? And then can you then apply that in your life to get you to where you want to go? All right, my friend, I'm smelling big for you. Hey, 
If you enjoy listening to this podcast, you'll love my weekly emails. I know you're thinking, Karen, really? Do I want another email in my overflowing inbox? Yes, you do. Yippee, skippy, you do. These are short, they're sweet. On Fridays, I send out the Friday podcast. It's a great reminder that there's a new show and it comes straight into your inbox of the latest episode. Awesome. You click on it, you go straight because we all need reminders. We have busy full lives. And then on Sundays, I have my Sunday love column. And these are emails I write from the heart. They're filled with love. We need more love. We all do, myself included. These are short emails where you get a quick takeaway so you can incorporate this into your life. Because people often want to know what to do and how to do it. And maybe sometimes it's a story that you get, or there's like one time I wrote about the 10 ways to practice gratitude. And that became such a great tool when one of the readers was struggling in the middle of the night, because it can be a scary place in our brains in the middle of the night. And she remembered the email that I sent about 10 ways to practice gratitude. And she was able to practice gratitude and fall back asleep. And that was an awesome lesson for her to incorporate into her life. Go to the show notes and there's a link in the show notes where you can sign up and get these emails in your box. Never been so wide